Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Geek Tavern. And we are here for subplot number I don't ever remember. Now in video form. Now in video form. And in color. Oh. Oh. WandaVision. If we had, if we had done this... If we had done this from the start, we could have done the first episode in black and white and then done it in color afterward. Would we have had that, um, you know, that thought without WandaVision? No, probably not. Probably not. No. Yeah, you're right. We wouldn't have had that. We're not here for that, though. No, we are not. We're here for something better. Maybe. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we are here to talk about, specifically... Uh, Godzilla 1985 and Godzilla vs. Biolanti. That's right. Oh, we're just skipping Return altogether. <laughs> I, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't have to break the fourth wall, but, you know... Well, it's not breaking the fourth wall. No. Shut up. It just, I'm an idiot. It just... Uh... Yeah, we're, we're going to talk very about... I We're going to talk about the better version. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't already, check out our... Uh, yes, if you're re- just re-reaction. this episode, <laughs> why? You haven't even followed us through the rest of the journey. Yeah. Um, we did a re-reaction to Godzilla versus Kong. You know, because yes, he's not king the, yet. To the trailer. As yes. we talked about. Yeah. So... So that that was our our first video. Yes. Our first video of the of the the new era of the the podcast. Yeah. Which um Yeah, yep. I mean if, if this works, you guys tell us. Like yeah. we'll, we'll just continue to do it. And we will we'll try to figure out a way to do the other podcast in this form as well. If, yeah. If it's well received. Um So, I I guess let's just get into it since I mean we covered pretty much the Godzilla news outside of this episode yes. now. Yeah, we we, so, we covered everything, everything that needed to be covered. So we're just diving right into the plots of these two movies. Yeah. Uh, let me just say that these two movies are two of my absolute favorites in the entire franchise. Um, these are probably the ones that I remember the most, remember watching the most yeah. when I was younger. Um, and uh, since we're right on Godzilla 1985... Uh, I just want to start by saying I watched this a couple months back before we were going to do this. Before we were even doing subplot, I believe. I remember, yeah. And I had mentioned to you that I thought that it was a movie that I just had the nostalgia glasses on for. Yeah. And then upon rewatching it, I was like, no, nah, this movie still kicks ass. And I have a VHS, like, rip copy. We watched the DVD that I have of the VHS... Um, of Godzilla 1985 from my, I want to say it was oh of course it doesn't have it on the back here well no shit it doesn't have it on the back here yeah because that's not official, uh, yeah, that's not official. <laughs> um, I forget what the company was that released it on the VHS but they were in a box set um, but yeah so we watched that one you said you didn't make it through Return of Godzilla which is fine yeah I can tell I can tell a little bit about the plot points when we start delving into the plot right uh, some of the differences but um, overall I like Godzilla 1985 a lot more than the return of Godzilla okay yeah. uh, I think it's a better movie um, I, I, I just think it's good all around like it's 
like I said, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I could definitely be biased in saying that it's that it's good just in the fact that I love it so much. But yeah. um, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Godzilla's design in it, the way he acts. Uh, all of the shots look awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, so so let's dive right into the plot here. I'll let you take over for the for the plot. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot to read here. I'm not very good at remembering stuff. So, uh, the Japanese fishing vessel, vessel Yah- Yahata Maru, is trying to find its way to the shore in a horrible storm when a giant monster emerges from an eruption on a nearby uninhabited island and attacks the boat. A day later, reporter Goro Maki finds the vessel intact along with its sole survivor, uh... What's it called? Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Okamura. Oh, yeah. Because I thought they said Nakamura. Oh, Which yeah. is a wrestler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's, that's really how it opens, and we just go from there. Uh, Prime Minister gets word that the that it's Godzilla, but they're keeping it a yep, secret. Yeah, they keep it a secret. Uh, Maki, who knows that it's Godzilla, is not allowed to report on it because it's a national security matter. Um, <clears throat> and he goes to talk to uh, a professor who has studied Godzilla, and he knows that the brother's still alive. Or, yeah, that the brother. We don't even know about the sister yet. <laughs> uh, so... The sister of Kenny works for the professor, and he recognizes her and tells the professor, you know, is that, is her brother the man who was on the uh, boat, who, the survivor? And he mm. says, yeah. He says, how do you know? And he said, I rescued him and all this. And then he says, yes. He said, we're not allowed to tell her. So he, of course, tells her, and she has Naturally. to go, uh, she goes into the hospital to see him, uh, and we then see a Russian nuclear sub is attacked by something, blows up. The Americans and the Soviets start mobilizing their forces for an all-out confrontation because uh, the Russians think the Americans did it. The Americans think that the Russians are full of shit. And uh, they start mobilizing. And then the Japanese government has to come clean and say, uh, "It's listen, it's Godzilla. Like, we didn't want to tell you guys, but it's Godzilla. So they, um, they start trying to look for Godzilla, and he comes ashore one night, attacks a nuclear power plant, and then uh, he's led back to the sea by a flock of birds. Um, and they start realizing, based on that attack, that Godzilla can be lured uh, with a frequency. Some high frequency that birds use that he would be able to actually understand and be lured away uh, from a populated area. So, while they're trying to get this all situated, um, Godzilla is sighted, and they have to make two... They have to... Well, they come up with two plans. Number one is to use a weapon, like a a weapon called the Super X, which has cadmium-based missiles that they can uh, shoot into the mouth to try to subdue him. 
and it cadmium reacts with radioactive isotopes by like nullifying them so they're like well Godzilla feeds off radiation we could probably kill him using cadmium so they have that plan in place and then they have another plan in place and that's to lure him into the mouth of Mount Mihara and cause a controlled eruption to encase him in the volcano sealing him away for the rest of eternity hopefully mm-hmm. uh, so they decide to press ahead with both plans have one ready in case the other doesn't work so uh godzilla shows up in tokyo uh breaks through all their defensive lines and in in godzilla 1985 the russians have a, uh, a ship in the harbor that they are trying to uh keep the nuclear as it's quoted keep the nuclear option open so that they can uh attack if needed attack godzilla if needed so uh because the russians and the americans meet with the prime minister and they say hey uh we we need to use nuclear weapons and he's like no the prime minister's like we're not using nuclear weapons on godzilla um so they uh they keep that option open and while godzilla attacks the harbor the colonel uh goes in to launch the missile to attack godzilla so in the meantime while all this is happening uh the super x is able to subdue godzilla because it fires cadmium missiles down his throat starts to attack the radioactive isotopes in him and he collapses into a building and they think that he's dead so the japanese get word of the missile launch and uh, they call the americans to shoot the missile down from another base and they uh they they're successful in their launch and they're waiting uh for confirmation that it's going to hit both of them collide the hit causes a radioactive airburst and the lightning created by the storm or the yeah the airburst storm uh shocks godzilla back to life so godzilla gets up destroys the super x so the professor has to be evacuated well godzilla's still passed out at this point but the professor has to go to mount mihara in case he wakes back up Mm. so he gets there with the um with the the data needed to put into the dish that it could draw Godzilla to the island. So he goes to the island, Godzilla wakes up, and Godzilla starts destroying more stuff, and then they turn on the frequency dish, and it lures Godzilla to the uh, island, up to the mouth of the volcano, and then they detonate, causing the controlled eruption, and that gets Godzilla uh, to fall into the crater, and then they seal it. So, uh, like, meanwhile, like in this in this cut, all the stuff that's added in is anything with Raymond Burr because mm-hmm. he plays the same character that he played in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Um, in my opinion, it's better than Return of Godzilla. A lot of people really like Return of Godzilla. I like Return of Godzilla. I just think Godzilla 1985 is better. Mm. Um, 
I think it has, and it, it borrows score from uh, the movie Defcon 4 for a couple of scenes. In my opinion, I think the music's better. I like the main theme, but I think the music's better. Um, I think that everything sort of uh, meshes a lot better for the story. Uh, the, the, the Russians uh, launching the um, missile are like uh that's a sign of the times of the cold war like right the director <clears throat> of this movie was definitely like yeah fuck the russians <laughs> so he was like yeah we're gonna do that but in the in actuality the missile accidentally gets launched in the return of godzilla <laughs> and the soviet colonel is trying to stop the missile launch and he gets electrocuted by a wire that falls down and he's unable to stop the launch from happening and then the missile gets launched towards Tokyo and then the Americans have to shoot it down. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I love everything about it. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I love it. Like, I, and I don't know what it is, but I absolutely love the way Godzilla looks, acts. I love the way the whole movie feels. It's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, give, give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, one major thing that stuck out to me was, you know, because this is when we made the jump, right? They took, what, a nine-year? Yeah, nine-year jump. Nine-year hiatus. Um, so, like, I mean, just everything looks better Oh yeah. when you go back through the series. Uh, the suit is, is much more advanced. Uh, looks bulkier, looks yeah. heavier. Yeah, there's weight to it. It's not like just a flimsy, no, little you know suit. Uh, I can't remember if it was more specifically in Biolanti or this one, but I mean, like we get a lot of close-ups of oh yeah him roaring. And yeah, stuff. We, we I think we had close-ups in both movies um, of him roaring. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of close-ups in Biolanti. I couldn't can't remember if there was in 1985. There was but. a lot of ones in 1985, but they used the robot. Mm. The big robot head. Okay. Where, it, like, the lips snarled and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, aside from the robotic uh, version of Godzilla, this, the suit, it looks mean. It looks oh, yeah. evil. Like, it just looks like a, man, a malevolent presence that wants to destroy. I mean, <clears throat> I, I like that more because, I mean, he's, he's a... He's an animal. He's not... Yeah. He's not a humanoid. <laughs> no, he, you know? he's, he's a force of nature. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing that I really like about this movie is he feels more monstrous. Yeah. He, he doesn't feel like, I, I know people talk about the show movies and they're like, Oh, they're like little kids movies. Cause Godzilla's the hero and all that. And it's right. like, yeah, like, and I enjoy those. Yeah. But for what they are, this being, and this is supposed to be a direct sequel to the 1954 Godzilla. Or the 1956 Godzilla King of the Monsters. Right. Um, but, I mean, Godzilla just feels evil again. Like, th this feels like the, the next logical step is for him to become become the bad guy once again. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it worked. It worked because you, through the whole movie, it doesn't matter what Godzilla does. At the end of the movie, you're still emotional about Godzilla being lured into this volcano. Yeah. Because you realize, like, he's just he's just an animal. 
Like, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, this is just him. That's his instincts. Yeah, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> that's, that's like, one thing that I said. The speech at the end that Raymond Burr gives right. about Godzilla and nature reminding man of just how small he is mm-hmm. like it's just great yeah like and that's that's another reason why i hold this in higher regard than the return of godzilla yeah i just wish that they would release it on a legitimate dvd and give me the 1985 cut i know <laughs> it exists i know they have the film somewhere yeah <laughs> just get it and make the cut because both of these movies were in copyright hell yeah for, you, you had mentioned that for like i don't know since the vhs releases um so this one the 1984 slash return of godzilla that is not the um (laughs) that is not this dub the 1985 dub yeah it's a different dub a little bit different dialogue i didn't mind the dub from what i watched no 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 it's good like and it's a higher quality than well yes but uh, this, which is the Miramax uh, Echo Bridge release of Godzilla vs. Biollante, this is the original, because I had the Miramax HBO release mm. uh, on VHS. Um, and it's the same exact dub. Same exact dub. So I, I was happy about that when I watched it. Because when I bought this, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this movie because I love it. And then when I clicked play... And I went back and switched it to English. I was like, oh, I hope this is the same dub because I'm going to be really upset if it's not the same (laughs) dub. And then when I watched it, I was like, no, it's the exact same dub. Sweet. So they must have just ripped it direct from, like, whatever cut they used the VHS for. Yeah. uh, And just made it. Because there's nothing changed in this, in Biollante, like Godzilla 1985. It's all the same exact movie. It's just different dubs. Hmm. I was glad that they had the original dub that was used for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was Godzilla 1985. Uh, how would you rate it? Um, well, one thing I was going to talk about that I also liked was the uh, debut of the Super X. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I don't X. know. Because um... we never really got like any iconic ships. Yeah. Like... Especially not recurring ships. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a, a very interesting, futuristic, but you know, it was like it, a flying tank. Yeah, yeah. But like it, it was cool. Oh yeah. Um, I, I would like them to since they have flying ships in the the newer ones. I I think it could be a thing that they maybe. Well, I don't know if they own the rights. They probably rights to those too, wouldn't there be? Oh, I think yeah. Yeah. So maybe that won't happen, but. It'd be a cool thing to see in, in modern times. You know what? They kind of did it. Like, they, they're, they like, in the MonsterVerse, they're making iconic ships. Right. Like, um, the Argo. Um, you know, they're, 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 try, they're trying to make things like that where they're like, hey, people love the Super X. Let's make our own. Let's, yeah. Let's make it look like this. It'll be cool, you know? <laughs> uh, which, you know, I, I commend them for, for doing that. Right. Um and now they're making like the other ships in Godzilla versus Kong, like the, the heaves, which is what they're called. Like H E A V. They're like an anti-gravity vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a hollow earth anti-gravity vehicle is what it's called. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, they've, uh, they've got some neat things. Uh, I think the super X is 
well, I should say the Super X2 is probably my favorite incarnation of that ship. Yeah. Because there's yeah. three. There's three versions oh, of the okay. Super X. Um, which we'll, we'll get to at the end of the Heisei era. All right. Uh, yeah, do you have anything else that you wanted to add? I, I mean, that's about it. For the, I mean, other than the fact, I, I mean, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, is this one you'd find yourself wanting to watch? Yeah, I'd watch again? these back to back. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that that's one thing that I that I love about it is I anytime I watch them, I have to watch one and then the other. Yeah, like, you yeah. can't just watch one and be done with it because it feels like such a linear story that is that it has a beginning and an end. Yeah, that you're just like, no, I got to watch them both together. Right. Even though there's a time jump in between, but yeah. you know. Uh, so, uh, rating, um, I'd give it, I mean, like, it wasn't per se my, one of my favorites, but then again, with things, I need to, that's the only bad thing about giving ratings for these movies is like, I honestly need to watch movies a couple times and shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as I'll talk about in a, the episode later this week, uh, with, well, I don't know if we're going to talk WandaVision. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I just got to watch things several times. But as of right now, I I would say probably a 6.5. Like, it sounds low, but, like, I would say 7's like the, like the, it was really good. Yeah. So, my 6.5, in my eyes, isn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> 9 out of 10. Just gonna say okay. nine out of ten. I, I still absolutely love that movie, <laughs> and, and I'll just say it now. Biolanti's gonna be a nine out of ten too. Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, I'll say it again when we get to it to rate it, but right. I'm just gonna flat out say like this whole storyline nine out of ten for me. All right. I, I I just love the way that it was made. I I love the way it was made. I love the way it looks. I love the way Godzilla is. Uh-huh. Uh, the characters are even memorable to me. Like, I remember their names, and I hardly remember any characters' <laughs> names in these movies. Um, especially, like, in the Showa era. Like, I don't remember anybody's name yeah, in the Showa era. Typically, we just have them in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I remember the characters from all these, from these two movies. All so, right. to me, they stand out, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, th- this is it, you know. So, yeah, nine, 9 out of 10. Hands right. down. Love that one. <laughs> so we're gonna jump to Godzilla versus Biolanti. So this and is this a... one, this one for me, I don't know what it was. I think it was when you initially, because before we did this, you you brought me like a stack of like must watches. Oh yeah, and, and obviously the this one was in there as well. Well, both of these were, but um, just well, I guess this one, this cover is different than the one that i'm looking at here on screen but anyway it still intrigued me i i've been looking forward to this one for a long time i love this but once i bought the the figure oh that has this picture yeah the um it's too much work to bring it up on screen but it it's the you know godzilla versus Bylanti. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a very famous uh, I I Well, it, it's a poster that was done by uh Noriyoshi Orai and he uh he designed a lot of the 90s posters I all through the 90s. Figure. Uh I believe I believe he did one for every um Heisei era poster. 
Yeah. No, he did. He did do one for every single Heisei movie. Um, so look up Godzilla. Uh, oh, yeah, type type in his last name, or um, yeah, like see that one right in there. What? Uh, right next to it. That's that one. one. That's the VHS cover. Oh, that's okay. the VHS that I have. See, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish clicking on it would bring it into bigger form. So people can see what we're doing. Oh, yeah. But anyway, this is the picture I was talking about. Oh, yeah, the the Ori, uh, yeah poster. I don't know how well he, they can he see did. That, he did a ton of them uh, that I absolutely love. Oh, there's one. Go right down below it. That's uh, John Bellotti Jr.'s artwork. Yeah. Uh, I, I met him at a con uh, in Baltimore, and... He had all these epic posters, and I bought like one of each of every single one that he had. <laughs> oh, that's how you. Oh, yeah, bigger. Yeah, okay. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I shout like that. shout out to John. Follow him, uh, Robo Seven, or yeah, yeah, Robo Seven dot com. Well, now that I know how to make it bigger, um, uh, yeah, no. that one's just small in general. Um, but yeah. So, but anyway, this uh, is what I'm talking about. That's the artwork on the box of the figure. And what I was going to say about that was, like, it's just awesome artwork. So I was always very excited to uh, to get to this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was just ready when it was when it was time. Um. So this is. This one came through HBO Video. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's where the VHS uh, came from. So this movie follows uh, Godzilla's attack. Well, it starts right after Godzilla's attack on Tokyo, and then mm. it jumps ahead five years. Okay. So we have Avengers soldiers <laughs> from... We, we don't know who they're from yet, who they're working for. But they are in the wreckage of the first Godzilla, well, of this newest Godzilla attack. They get, uh, they find skin samples. Right. And they uh, put them in a sealed up, like, cooler or whatever that they're going to transport back. And the Japanese government finds them and tells them that they're not allowed in here. It's a closed area. So they start a gunfight with them and they start running. They flee. Uh, and they're each one of them are killed by a, a neo-looking dude, <laughs> uh, some assassin, and he takes oh, yeah that guy takes the cooler <laughs> and leaves. And then we cut to five years later. Well, I guess, I guess it's still around the same time. Yeah, it's still it's still in the same time, and uh, we meet the character Doctor Shiragami, and he tells his daughter that he has to go to the lab because the Godzilla cells have arrived uh, which have been stolen mm -hmm. from whoever the Americans or I guess they're Americans uh, who took the cells and they were sold to his company and then we cut ahead to five years later in the country of Seradia at their Institute of Science and Technology and the doctor is experimenting with the Godzilla cells um, and they're trying to develop what they're trying to develop is anti-nuclear energy bacteria so the way that like an oil spill happens and they 
well, the way that they describe it is they say in America they have a bacteria that eats crude oil to prevent oil spills, which I don't think that we actually have that. Um, hmm. So the uh, they're trying to develop an anti-nuclear energy bacteria that could like essentially be used to nullify a nuclear weapon. Um, so they're working on that, and their institute gets blown up. His daughter gets killed, and then we fast forward five years later after her death, and the doctor is doing these, well, we don't know it yet, but uh, in his grieving process, he has decided to become like Frankenstein, mm. and he's experimenting with the Godzilla cells and uh, roses, like different types of plants. Right. Um, so he's trying to... Well, he, he calls in, what would you call Mickey? A medium? Hmm. So, uh, and he's trying to see, like, if his daughter's spirit is still, like, around. Right. Um, and, but we're introduced to Mickey Sagusa, who will be a recurring character from here on out, uh, through the rest of this series. And, uh, the, so the, uh, the experiments that he's doing... Uh, we find out that the, these Americans are working for a company called Biomajor. They were the ones who were robbed the cells to begin with. So they break into Shiragami's lab to steal back the Godzilla cells and the anti-nuclear energy bacteria. And they are attacked by some type of creature with uh, plant-like vine tentacle-like appendages. They're both killed and... Then we find out in the morning after when they find out what they were after and everything that the creature has busted through the wall of the lab out into the lake. So we don't hear about it for a while. And then uh, while all this is going on, Biomajor uh, plants explosives around Mount Mihara and then they are blackmailing the government into turning over the anti-nuclear energy bacteria to them or they will blow up Mount Mihara releasing Godzilla because they find out that Godzilla is still alive. Yeah. Because uh, Mickey being a medium, like they're training these other kids with like ESP and all that. And uh, they have an exercise where they like draw what they dreamt about and they're supposed to be like premonitions and stuff. And she, they, they come in and they ask the kids uh, what they dreamed about. And every single one of them had the same dream. And they all hold up their pictures and each one of them drew Godzilla. Yeah. So uh, her friend might likes, be the scariest yeah, shot in the yeah. movie. Oh, it's great. Though. I love it. <laughs> so her friend, uh, Asuka, ends up telling her brother i believe it's her brother in this movie. yeah i think it's her brother she tells her brother about uh the fact that this is or no i'm sorry it's not her brother her his sister shows up later on in the series hmm. uh, uh girl gondo his sister shows up in godzilla versus space godzilla so anyway asuka tells gondo that she thinks that there's a good chance Godzilla's alive. Like, she believes, Mickey, that Godzilla is alive. Yeah. So they go up to the mountain, and she confirms that, that Godzilla is alive. 
So they are trying to figure out how they're going to, um, you know, what what their plans are going to be. Like, how are we going to give in to them? Because we really don't want Godzilla back in the picture. Yeah. So they decide that they are going to turn over the anti-nuclear energy bacteria to the terrorists in order to prevent them from unleashing Godzilla. So what happens is they are turning it over to the Americans, to Biomajors agents, and they're attacked by the Ceradian assassin and the two agents Japanese who, John Wick. Yeah. The the two agents that are that are the only ones who could shut down the detonation sequence of Mount Mihara are both killed by the assassin. Hmm. So both uh Gondo and um, oh, I can't remember his other name. Kurashima, I think that's his name. Uh, Gondo and Kurashima go into the truck to try to shut shut it off, and there's no, they don't know what happened. Like all the systems are damaged because the truck rolled, right? So they can't stop it. Yeah, they're just hitting like every button they can hit. Yeah, and they're just looking at the timer, and it just goes down to zero. Mount Mihara explodes, releasing Godzilla in one of the coolest entrances ever. Um, and then the, uh, system alarms go off that Godzilla is now back, back in action and he's at large. So everybody has to evacuate, uh, all the bays and harbors or whatever. So they send out the Japanese fleet to attack, to meet Godzilla. They have absolutely no effect on him. Um, and then they reveal that they have a super X two, which has what they call a fire mirror. Which, if Godzilla shoots his beam at it, or his radioactive ray, it reflects it back at him. So, but they find out pretty quickly that in combat it's not as effective because it starts to melt. Because Godzilla can melt synthetic diamond and all yeah. that. So, uh, he he does that, melts that, they bring Super X back, uh, Godzilla makes his way, makes landfall, and then... They, uh, they have to take Mickey out to divert him, and she is able to using her ESP divert Godzilla on to another course instead of coming on land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Godzilla has his first encounter with Biolanti in the well. Let's cut back. They, uh, in the lake, and I forget where the lake. Is it Lake Lake Ashi? Yeah, Lake Ashi. Um, they find that uh, a huge plant-like creature has grown up out of the lake, and Doctor Shiragami names it Biolanti. Uh, and it has like the head. Its head is more of like a rose, mm-hmm. but it has all these like plant-like tentacles. But it's ever evolving, so uh, like there's at one point the uh, he believes that his daughter Erica is part of this creature, right? Uh, because of his experiments and all that, so uh, he believes that it's her. They won't, you know. He refuses to have them kill it or you know attack it because it's not really doing anything terrible or anything yeah like that. it's just kind of there and then while they're like looking at it like one of the tentacles bursts through the docks and it has like a reptilian mouth to it 
and then Mickey says that I don't believe that Erica's in like I don't think that she's part of Biolanti anymore it's become something worse which Biolanti is a mixture of Godzilla and Plan so it's of course going to have a lot of that evil in it as yeah. being Godzilla so and sharp teeth yeah so Godzilla <laughs> goes and has his first encounter with Biolanti obliterating her uh, using his heat ray and she burns up but not before revealing that uh, there's a second form to Violante while the rose form's burning up uh, there's like a transition where you see the mouth of the much larger version of Violante and you hear the roar mm. into the night sky and then it disappears so uh, yeah that disappears and then Godzilla proceeds to go to, I believe he destroys Osaka. Yeah. So he destroys Osaka. They send the um, the Super X2 out. Godzilla destroys the Super X2. Their last possible ditch effort is Colonel Goro Gondo leads a rocketeer group that goes up into the different buildings that are at height with Godzilla that they can launch these RPGs that have they're drilling RPGs that have anti-nuclear energy bacteria in them so what they're trying to do is get a shot on Godzilla's mouth or an open wound of some kind to get that energy bacteria to get into his bloodstream and slowly start to kill him so he lands one good shot in his mouth turns around starts to make his way out of the building and Godzilla finds out which building he's in and destroys it so, uh, it's like one of my favorite shots. Gondo. Oh, that shot. And l let's talk about the cinematography of this. Some of the composite shots are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because especially that one, when he's loading the rocket, but he sets it down to like reload or like detach something, Godzilla is like walking up behind towards the building. And it looks so real. Yeah. It just looks real. Like it doesn't even look like it's a composite shot. You can't see any like the blurred edges of where it like right. it just looks like Godzilla was walking towards it and they're filming it. Yeah. Like it looks so good. It does look good. This is one of the best looking Godzilla movies ever. Um so Gondo gets killed. Uh so the anti-nuclear energy bacteria is not having an effect on Godzilla. So they figure out that they have to raise his body temperature because he's cold blooded. So if they raise his body temperature, the bacteria will take effect easier. Yeah. So they set up, which is fucking cool. They set up this huge perimeter with all of these, uh, like these cathodes that will, uh, that will, they're lightning rods essentially. Mm -hmm. So they create a synthetic storm of sorts. And anytime Godzilla steps on one of these like diodes, they hit a button and lightning strikes mm -hmm. to raise Godzilla's body temperature. So when they, they were setting up for that, I, it was ridiculous how many tanks there were. Oh, there, I know. There was like 150 yeah. of them. So they, they're attacking Godzilla, luring him into this perimeter where they can do this. And they uh, they start, you know, shocking oh, so, him and everything. Sorry, some of the worst rain effects. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's clearly just an overlay. <laughs> no, some of it was missed that they were, like, misting. Well, some of it was, but yeah. they... And, 
And you could oh, tra- yeah. Some of the, the tanks, or the shots with the tanks, yeah. just overlaid. That's all And you could tell which one was overlaid, because it was always going the same way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when they did... Uh, so, they set up this perimeter, and godzilla gets like shocked and then they're using these uh these like uh energy ray like tanks to like also elevate his body temperature so those were cool oh yeah so he's fighting all these they're trying to raise his body temperature it's still not having much of an effect um and then by the second form of violante appears and fights godzilla and (sighs) land some pretty good hits on him i mean like half of these uh like the tentacle things are like biting him he they're like cutting into him well the, there's a one shot where it straight up just goes through his hand through his hand yeah um and then biolanti shoots godzilla with like an acid sap that uh starts like burning away his skin and everything uh, and Biolanti has a shit ton of teeth. So oh, yeah. Biolanti looks like a crocodile with a lot of teeth. So fun fact, this movie was written by a dentist. <laughs> which just explains the teeth. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so he fights Biolanti. And then, I, I think it's at, right after the acid mist spray. I think that's what elevates his temperature enough and godzilla sort of stumbles over to the shoreline and just like falls into the water so they're like hey the bacteria is taking effect so biolanti seeing that her job is done uh starts to like materialize into the sky yeah but not before revealing that the spirit was in fact erica okay yeah the doctor's daughter and then she floats off into the sky or whatever and uh then godzilla gets up well not okay so shiragami gets killed by the assassin mm-hmm. after seeing that it was erica who her spirit was in violante so the doctor gets killed and uh uh kurishima goes after the assassin they have a car chase roll the cars oh yeah, yeah get out fight fist fight each other they are trying to go after the gun and the assassin gets the gun and the upper hand on kurashima and then he just gets vaporized because kuroki was watching the fight occur on the perimeter of the lightning field <laughs> and the assassin stepped onto one of the diodes and he hit the button to where he was standing on it was so cool like i was like damn i was like that was awesome (laughs) i was like he just vaporized that guy so uh after that godzilla gets up and starts walking back off into the ocean and then we get the pullback shot of the credits where there's the rose that mickey was drawing on her like yeah uh wacom tablet earlier in the movie (laughs) absolutely Which that thing was a blast from the past. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like what, what is that technology? I thought it, I always thought it was like a light bright. Yeah. Like growing up, I was like, is that a light bright? It looks like it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's the um, it's Godzilla versus Biollante. Yeah. So I I think I like this one a little bit more just for the fact that we get a very original 
uh, you know, well, I guess, I don't know if it'd be the antagonist, but the, you know, Biolante is very original. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if it's th that fact or, or what it is, but I, I, I enjoy this one more. Um, oh, I think this is better looking than Godzilla 1985. Yeah. That, In my opinion, it might be the best looking Godzilla movie. Like, like Godzilla himself. produced Godzilla movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's the other thing, the composite shots I was talking about. When Mickey's on the, uh, with the helicopter landing pad trying to divert Godzilla, that composite shot looks amazing. Yeah. It looks like she's, it, that's, I mean, whoever the cinematographer was, it just looks so freaking good because it's just there. Like, it yeah. just looks like, it looks like they were just like, hey, Godzilla's an actor. Get him in the shot. Like, have <laughs> him just wade through the water and we're just going to film it. Yeah. Like, there's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, like I said, every very... part of this movie just looks like it was filmed yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, it would be maybe like a indie film, but still, like it looks it still looks great. Great. Um, the plot's really good. Yeah. Like yeah. It, everything keeps you engaged. Like yeah. I'm just pretty uh, much pretty much from the when they get attacked in that little laboratory. Yeah. Like pretty much from there, it's just that. That's the thing too. You have you have so much off the get go. You have the uh, the aftermath of the attack of Godzilla. And then you have uh, all this stuff with secret agents and bio major, and you're like, yo, what's going on here? And then you have all these other sub, like stories going on with it. And then you get, uh, you know, the the ransom that bio major wants on the Japanese government, uh, which is just like a huge like. When I think about it, I'm like, that's genius, because you're like, well, we need to get Godzilla out of there somehow. Oh, we have the company plant explosives and then they go hey we're holding you we're holding your entire country for ransom give us what we want yeah or we're gonna release the thing that you fear the most <laughs> like it's genius yeah and then of course you know everything just falls into place and it keeps you so engaged with the characters with the story and uh, i don't know it's just it's one of those great godzilla movies yeah um and there's not a whole lot of battles either, like between no, Godzilla no. and Biollante. Like, there's just enough to keep you satisfied, and everything else is just Godzilla being evil. There's what two? Yeah, two yeah, yeah. two fights between uh, Godzilla and Biollante, and each one of them only lasts like five to seven minutes yeah. each. But yeah, uh, it was just cool to see the different forms of Biollante. You know, uh, just that. That last form is so awesome looking. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Like yeah. when it's rolling towards him. I oh, say rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and the roar too. The roar is just like, mm, like yeah. it's blood curdling. Yeah. Yeah, it's it visually it's just one of those things. Again, I always you know, compare it to Power Rangers just cuz that's my reference point cuz I grew up with that. I mean, I grew up with this, but more so that. I like Godzilla because it reminded me of that when I was a kid. Yeah. And still to this day, that's that's what my brain goes to. But, like, that's what Biolanti looked like when, he, you know, I guess she was coming into that shot. Was like, holy shit, there's... Uh, I forget the, the name of it, but it's like when all the Power Rangers bring their thing together with the white ranger it's it, it's like 
this big fucking I don't whatever. But yeah. that's what it looked like to me. So fun fact about this, I had a a book a booklet that came with a CD that I bought that had all these different scores from the Godzilla movies. Godzilla vs. Biollante's score was done by Koichi Sugiyama. And uh, I, you're going to recognize it when I say it, but most of the score was written based on like John Williams type music. Okay, yeah. The opening themes is like Jaws. Because like if you listen to it, it does the dun 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 dun. Oh. Like it, there's that undertone there. Yeah. And then the Super X's theme is supposed to be like Superman's theme. But oh. if you listen to the music, you're like, oh yeah, they were definitely trying to like think, invoke John Williams. I think the Super themes. X, the Super X oh, one. Yeah. I think I, I did kind of recognize. It. I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So like they were really trying to get like John Williams esque themes in there. Yeah. And I, I really think it worked. Like when I listen to the music, I'm like, oh, I definitely can like hear those musical cues. Like, right. Like they were definitely trying to invoke that. Huh. Uh, another reason why I like this movie, the score is so good. Yeah. I mean, I love Akira Ifakube, but I love when uh, a composer adds something new to the Godzilla soundtrack right. collective. Uh, I forget which one it was. I, I remember talking. It must have been uh, 1985 because that's the one we watched together. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You had mentioned about the opening theme. Or maybe it was a battle theme. I. I can't remember which one it was. I think I think it was the very opening because okay. you, you asked me if that theme had been done before. Yeah, I said no. Because I remember new. it was like and it's one of my favorites. It's just it's menacing. very catchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's very just like menacing. Yeah, like it just feels dark. Right. It feels dark and hopeless. It feels like there's just nothing. Yeah. There's just doom on the horizon. Yeah, I, I remember really, really liking that. Yeah, I didn't realize that was the last one, but um, yeah, I I really like this one. I do too. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead and give it... I, I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Just cause, like I just... Like I said, I love Biolanti. Yeah. But, yeah, well, what's not to love about Biolanti? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said previously, I... These are nine across the board right. for me. <laughs> I, I, love, I love both of these movies. I think this one looks better from a visual standpoint. Um, some of the shots just look great. And, like, watching it, because I also had a VHS rip of this. Mm. And I was so happy when it came out. And I was like, oh, I don't have to watch the VHS anymore. I could actually watch the good cut of it. Yeah. Um, and it's still, like I said, it's still one of those movies that... Um, these two are are two that I was like, oh, is it rose colored glasses that I'm watching this with, and then realizing it's not like yeah. they're, they're still really good. But yeah, that uh, what what a what an interesting start to to a new era. Yeah, it's I'm excited. I mean, like they they just I don't know. Well, slow down there, because they don't get much better. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's only, like, one or two that live up to this type of hype that we're digging. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had anything too bad. Uh, this next one's not too bad, but it has its moments of being silly. 
Yeah, I always, always look up the list. Oh yeah, the upcoming next we're gonna have Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah and Godzilla vs. Mothra: The Battle for Earth. Did I go too far? Where no, am I? no, you're right there. Oh, the return. Okay. Yeah, and we got 1991's Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah and 1992's Godzilla vs. Mothra: The Battle for Earth. Or Battle of Earth? Is it the Battle for Earth? Yep. Okay, I had it right. <laughs> I mean, we go we go back to to some old school monsters, but oh yeah, yeah, we go back to old school monsters. I mean, these, with... these posters are great. Oh yeah, this is all the same guy. Yeah, this is all. Uh, I'm a big fan of this guy uh, already, Nordyoshi. Yeah, um, he he did one for every single Godzilla uh, Heisei movie at yeah. least. Um, yeah, I mean, he just did amazing, amazing artwork. Recognize that one? What? That poster? My King of the Monsters one has Godzilla in the same fighting pose with Ghidorah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying I to like... I didn't I was trying that. to like uh, pay, pay tribute, pay <laughs> yeah. homage to that. That's awesome. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, join us next time for... Yeah. For the uh, second installment of the Heisei movies. And then uh, following that, we're going to talk about the death and rebirth. It's going to be quite interesting. So are we doing a... Uh, are we doing a three-parter on the... Not the next one, but the... No, no, we're just going to do a two-parter. Because we're going to cover the death and rebirth of the franchise. Okay, okay. I see what you're yep. saying. Alright. So yeah. Uh, thank you guys for... Uh, enjoying another episode of subplot and let us know if this format is more uh, appealing to you guys yeah let, let us I mean, know in comments or tweets we or can whatever. probably figure out how to do more things on the screen i don't know maybe some pictures have some pictures ready yeah. um from each movie or something or be a little more work on our end but that's fine yeah uh, we're happy to do it we will make any and all changes we need to and yeah, just let us know in the comments down below if this is something you like and want more of. So, uh, thank you again. Catch you next time. Yeah, down the road.